Hello again, this is Charlie Belfontaine, and you're listening to the Home Buyers Hour on WCPT AM 820. I want to wish everybody a good morning. And in the studio with us today, I have Wayne Beals, and he's just one hell of an interesting real estate agent. Um, I also have on clean feed or remotely, we have Joey Matthews of the Federal Savings Bank. And Joey, I'm going to ask that you go ahead and tell us a little bit about you, your company, and that way we can go forward. Hey, guys. So, yeah, Joey Matthews. My cell phone is 630-235-2405, NMLS 1330694. Yeah, I work over the Federal Savings Bank. We're a residential retail lender. Uh, I... FDIC insured. We work in all 50 states. And uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's 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 all about the banker, not necessarily where you're working and uh, just try to do things right for the right reasons and help people out in the right ways, which yeah. it seems like I talked to Wayne yesterday for about an hour and it seems like we're very much on the same page with that stuff. <laughs> it, was a, it was a long drive home. <laughs> Those are the best times. You know, I was just uh, talking about relationship building with somebody else. And in fact, Wayne and I, we were talking about that as well, you know, and that's what this whole business is about. You got to get to know somebody, you got to get to like them, but most importantly, you have to get to trust them. And trusting Mm -hmm. only comes with truth, honesty, and time. There's nothing that can ever be forced. But before we go into, you know, Charlie's Charlie's philosophy on life, you know, (laughs) I'd rather talk more and learn more about Wayne. Wayne, if you don't mind, tell us the name of your company, give us your contact information, give us some information about the people that end up working with you as well, please. Sure, yeah. Uh, Charlie and Joey, thank you for having me on. Joey, it was great to talk with you yesterday. So, so that was that was I was stuck in traffic the whole time. You made it. It (laughs) It was great. You you made it. You made it go by much faster. I love it. The uh, so my name is Wayne Beals. I'm with Exit Strategy Realty. Um, I run the Beals Group, which is a small group of realtors. Uh, me, Sarah, Heidi, Derek, uh, and we're um, out here doing deals for homeowners that are selling and moving up. We're out here helping home buyers find homes. Um, we also focus on the development side of the business. Uh, I do a lot of new construction work, particularly on the south side of the city. Uh, I am focused uh, as a career goal is to, to increasing the implementation of um, decarbonization into the, the uh, homes of Chicago. Which uh, I can't tell you how excited I am about that, and I want to talk about that more. But keep going about your business. Sorry yeah, to interrupt. So, yeah, so, so I've been doing this about 20 years, and, and I am, I've been licensed to 2003, um, and I am... Um, you know, I just love Chicago. I love the neighborhoods. I love the architecture. I grew up in an old house uh, in Andersonville on the north side, and I currently still own an old house <laughs> out in the western burbs. And uh, we're building a new all-electric house, so this is going to be my first new house, which which uh, not everybody gets to experience in their lifetime. So I'm really excited that I'm fortunate enough to, to get to live in a house like that. Um, but you know, the road to where I am now and, and where I come from is, is full of a lot of twists and turns. So cool. And I'm not sure if you mentioned your phone number yet or not, but give that to us, please. Oh, sure. Uh, so our, our best phone number is 312-772-3257. And uh, do you have a specific website too? You know, uh, com is great. Uh, I always tell people the best way to keep in touch with me is through Instagram. Uh, really? At Wayne Beals is my Instagram handle, and uh, you'll catch all kind of the fun stuff. I, I post every day about something interesting that mm-hmm. I run into. So. I'm going to stalk you. I'm sorry. You, you you gave out too much information right there. Wayne Beals is spelled, you know, Wayne is common, W-A-Y-N-E, and Beals is B-E-A-L-S. So you said at Wayne Beals. Is, it, a, is the Instagram handle. Is the yeah, Instagram yeah. handle. Yeah. Thank you very much for doing that. Um, Joey, I'm, I'm glad you had time to talk with Wayne and stuff like that. And I know when we were chatting, we're going to find out uh, more about Wayne in a little bit. But there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the world, isn't there? There's a little bit of stuff going on in the world. Absolutely, <laughs> there is. But, no, it, it, it's just, uh, it's, I mean, it, it, it's always a, a wild time. We live in a, a very globalized economy. And um, obviously, over the last two years, the, the, the biggest factor in our lives has been COVID, right? And it, COVID is still around, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, it, it's not going anywhere, but it's also taken a backseat to the situation with Russia and Ukraine, which is now kind of leading the charge on where the the bonds, the stocks, the global economy is moving, right? So um, back on January 3rd, it, it, I'm going all the way back to January. It's been two two months and six days now. The okay. the Fed started selling off uh, their, their MBS holdings. They had an unlimited MBS mortgage-backed security purchase. Uh, Thank you rule that they followed yep <laughs> sorry no, uh, it's all good you know me with the acronyms not everybody knows what they mean so i sure. always like the mbs you know sorry y go ahead yeah no 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 it's it's, it's fine so the, the the fed over the last two years had a policy of unlimited mortgage-backed security purchases and it kept rates incredibly low um and over the period of let's call it uh june of last year they started saying they were going to taper they were going to taper off their purchasing they were going to start selling off the portfolio a little bit and it, it never really came to fruition until all of a sudden on january 3rd i wake up and i just see the mortgage-backed security market just tanking right and when it tanks rates are starting to rise right because people are selling off so they're they, they were they were oversold immediately i found out that it's because the fed started offloading their balance sheet, Interesting. Um, which is not great for rates. And the 10-year Treasury bond started to climb. And just uh, three weeks ago, for the first time since, gosh, 2019, the uh, end of 2019, early 2020, before COVID, the 10-year Treasury bond uh, crossed a yield of 2%, right? So everyone, and it looked like that was going to be the the new norm right and then all of a sudden russia invades ukraine the 10-year treasury tanks again down to 1.7 and the reason that the 10-year treasury matters is because that's where more you generally see mortgage-backed security market pivot off of so as the 10-year treasury note is being purchased because it's a safe haven the yield on it drops and when people are buying the 10-year treasury they're also buying mb mortgage-backed securities so as people buy mortgage-backed securities rates get lower. Um, and why this is important is because people are con they're, they're watching Russia. And, and now um, this morning, or at least uh, I guess in Russia this morning, um, Putin said that the United States had declared economic war on Russia. And we do have an omnibus plan that they are looking at a 1.5 trillion spending plan this morning to potentially sign today that would send about 13.6 billion in aid to Ukraine. So, um, wow. Yeah, we're certainly economic. It's, it, it, it absolutely is. Uh, we obviously cut off the import of, of, uh, crude oil from Russia. Um, Gas prices are through the roof. I mean, there's just so much going on that inherently... And that's going to affect everything else, too, because we have to transport the goods to get mm -hmm. where we're going. And, mm -hmm. and all that's going to just increase the price of everything else. But you know what? If we're going to take part in this society, in this world, then I'm, I'm going to say we're going to have to bite the bullet. No, I, I, I agree. And, and what has happened as a result of the last two weeks is we have seen... Um, MBS climb and fall, climb and fall. I mean, I, I can show you a chart and it's just amazing. It looks like a roller coaster. Um, so it, 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 it's just crazy. Like the day that uh, uh, Russia was firing on the nuclear reactor, the following morning, MBS just skyrocketed. When it skyrockets, rates drop, right? So I had people mm -hmm. that I had been quoting a certain rate and the following morning, they were a whole quarter rate lower because everyone got terrified that, OK, this is it. They're gonna, This is the way of starting this nuclear war. Right. And I don't want to, you know, be a fear monger or anything, but firing at a nuclear reactor. I know Wayne and I talked about it. That's a big deal. That is a, the closest you can get to dropping a bomb without dropping a bomb. Um, so it, yeah. it, it, it seems fear is tapered off a little bit, at least as of this morning. But I'm really interested to see what happens after. Uh, we pass or don't pass this omnibus, omnibus spending package. And uh, if, if the U.S. gets into a ground fight in Russia with Ukraine, then, I mean, that's that's obviously I hate saying this. It, it would affect rates in a positive manner, but it's for a horrible reason. It's certainly yeah. something I would rather have high rates and no war all day. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it's uh, and this is certainly a great time to have Wayne on with us because the oil costs right and a big part of what wayne does is is the green 
the, the, the green buildings and, you know, all that. So, um, it, it's, Wayne, it's a beautiful time to look into those things. <laughs> no, I understand completely. And, and Wayne, how do you see what Joey's talking about? How do you see how that affects the real estate market and, and what can our clients do to protect themselves with stuff like that? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at, um, let's start off with, with kind of sustainability in general yeah. and, and kind of where that goes. So the definition of sustainability that's accepted in most building circles is, is the ability to meet uh, the needs of today and this current generation without compromising the needs of future generations to be able to meet their needs. So, I like that. you know, by that definition, um, you know, we're just not doing a great job. Like right now, effectively, we, you know, every, every piece of carbon that goes into the, into the atmosphere is something that our kids are going to have to deal with as consequences 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. But isn't that part of normal with changes of a lot of mindsets? I mean, somebody has to come up with an idea. You have to sell it to a small group, then a small group has to convince the large group yeah. and is where it comes with this. So I, I don't know what the time frame is. Maybe you can help me with that. So, so like, I, I feel like the, the biggest challenge with, it, with our culture is that if there's a significant amount of compromise in adopting a new idea or new technology, it, it's very challenging to very. get that product into the market. Yeah. You know, if, if Tesla's would look like, you know, you goes, right? They wouldn't be selling. No. Right. Even if they got a hundred and if they cost one tenth as much to fuel, right? With they got to be pretty, yeah, just they, like you yeah. and me. And, and <laughs> the, same, the same goes for real estate. I mean, we have yeah. to find ways to to make decarbonization a luxury improvement, uh, something that um, people want and desire. And and when you when you create that kind of inertia behind it, uh, I think it drives itself in America. You know, I think consumers will always pick the quieter the more comfortable home, the healthier home, the less maintenance home, the, yeah. and, and, and quite frankly, the less expensive home to fuel. Stress-free life, yeah. you know, yeah. keep our futures simple. I, and don't get me wrong, I am on board with solar power and everything else. You know, my wife and I decided we're going electric cars in the next one. We decided this last year. And this summer, we're going to be putting solar panels up on our garage roof. I'm going to be all nerded out on this thing like there's mm -hmm. no tomorrow. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no, and, and, and there's a lot of great resources. I think we talked earlier about yeah. uh, a website called pvvalue.com. I, I encourage anybody who's in the real estate business, if you're listening to uh, the, the realtors out there, um, you know, get to know it. Because if you have a client with solar panels, you want to use that site to be able to prove out to the market and the appraiser what the value of those panels are. And so there's there's lots of little things like this that we need to do in our business right. to allow decarbonization to economically gain traction. And part of that is improving our understanding of the way buildings are built, improving our understanding of mechanical systems, improving our understanding of what luxury truly is. Yeah. You know, is is a more comfortable home luxurious? Yes. I right? think so. So so why would you invest, you know, like what as as a builder if you're building luxury homes, why would you you know, put a beautiful kitchen in, but then the heating and cooling system is largely the same that's in a house that, that's half the price, right? You know, so, so at the end of the day, we're, we're asking uh, builders to, to take a leap and invest in things that maybe they don't think the consumer wants, but they really just don't understand how to sell to the consumer appropriately yet. Uh, and so I've been lucky enough. I have, I have one of the, the best builders I know, Greenline Homes, that's been helping me um, you, you know, they, they, they've been, they, they blew my mind in 2016 by creating a house with no gas line Yeah. at effectively generates as much power as the home uses on its roof over wow. the course of a year. And when I saw that happen in, in Woodlawn, which at the time was a, a challenging neighborhood to develop in, uh, you know, they, they built the greenest house in Chicago and the toughest market to build in. And and I and and I had to sit back and acknowledge that this is now possible anywhere. Number mm -hmm. one, uh, what are the limiting variables? What what's preventing this from from becoming common in the new construction space? Uh, and and it really is just uh, outreach and education to the consumer, outreach and education to the builders. And my job, because I'm a realtor, is outreach and education to my own fellow brokers to help improve our understanding of how our buildings and energy interrelate in their economic 
And, and I think we're all kind of in the same boat. Joey, your, your job is also education of home buyers. Mm-hmm. I know my job as a home inspector is the same thing. We, we all, you know, we're not here to tell people what to do, but we need to be their advocate and giving them the accurate, um, the thorough, complete knowledge so that they can make those decisions and they can make them intelligently. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not just doing things flippantly and stuff. I, I love things like that. Um, Wayne, one more time, I'm going to take a couple breaks as we go through the show. Um, just to touch on contact information. So please say your phone number, website again. Oh, sure. Uh, 312-772-3257. You can reach out to me anytime. Uh, It's a vanity number. It's 312-77-neighborhoods in Chicago, 77 Beals. I love it. Um, But, you know, I'd, I'd... Nobody knows how to use the numbers on the phone anymore. So, but. Or, yeah, I, my old phone that I had, I had to spin it around. Um, so, so now I just have a QR code with my, my contact info. Uh, so, oh, and and I, I love for people to follow me on Instagram, at Wayne Beals. I do a lot of posting on my regular, like my transactional business, which is, you know, reselling all my clients' wonderful homes. Nice. Uh, and, and helping buyers find great homes. And then at the same time, uh, a lot of my green stuff's on there and my advocacy for, for the sustainable side of the business. Nice. Joey, please. Yeah, Joey Matthews, the Federal Savings Bank. Uh, really, 630-235-2405. And I mean, hey, I'm going to throw my Instagram on there now that I follow Wayne. Uh, it's just I'll, at I'll Joey W. Matthews. That's great. I love it. It's great. And Thanks for I, follow Joey. <laughs> yeah, I do what I can. <laughs> I do what I can. Um, the name of our company is Chicagoland Home Inspectors, and we can be found at The Home inspectors that's plural ors and that's a dot com our phone number is 312-544-9180 if you press option three you got to kind of wait to get to the end of the recording you that'll always get you to me otherwise we do have scheduling 24 7 both by actual human beings and online i also want to give an early and i'll give another one later to our producer who's in the studio with us his name is tevin ting devin tingle Um, I wish I had him on camera because he's waving right now. And if you want to listen to a pretty funny sports show on Sunday evenings, I believe it's at 9 o'clock. It's called The Sports Cubicle right here on WCPT AM 820. So, Wayne, thank you for giving us all that information. And I am, like, really pumped. I know I want to take classes because we're going to see more and more solar panels. It's not going away. No, I mean, site. So, so what we would call site solar, which is having solar panels on your house, yeah. is there are some limitations, shading of other buildings, shading of trees. You know, you don't want to ever spend the money on solar panels where they don't actually collect the sun and produce. So, so you do want to um, hire a, a qualified installer to, to install panels and use your money the right way. Every solar panel costs dollars, so you mm-hmm. want that solar panel in view of the sun. You know, if you see solar panels on the north end of a roof, that's probably more of a political decision than an economic one really uh, that's interesting well it just it just gets it, the cost of the panel versus the amount of exposure it gets is a little less than if it were on the south end of the roof you know that so, makes sense so you really do want to um make sure that your installer is 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 appropriately installing the panels and you have a pro um and then, but that also comes into the consumer being educated mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm a firm believer, good and bad humans, they all exist, right? Mm-hmm. And if somebody's going to be trying to pull something, pull the wool over your eyes, well, you, you need to know what is happening so you can recognize that. Yeah, and I, and I would, the solar market is very complex. I mean, you know, you walk through Costco and, and you, there's, a, there's a solar salesperson there mm-hmm. on your way out. And, and that's great for me to see. It's very heartening to see that we're that renewables are, are, are that within reach. Yeah. Um, the thing consumers really need to understand is the agreements they're getting into. I mean, like, I, I would say right now in Illinois, it is a good idea to become a solar owner as opposed to leasing your system or, or, or some uh-huh. other arrangement mainly because you can reclaim the solar renewable energy credits from the state of Illinois, which are a huge, huge offset to the cost of installing solar. Like what type of percentage-wise? Um, you know, so so typically you're seeing about 40% or so of the cost of that insulation being returned to you over about 15 years Still, through solar renewable energy that's a lot of money. Now. And now, right. I, I'm not a solar installer, so right. I would say that the most accurate price quotes and stuff like that are going to be from from the guys in the street. So. Now, does that come that 40 percent is that 40 percent of hiring a company so labor 
material, everything else installed? Or is it the same amount of money even if I installed it myself? Sure. Uh, well, you know, that I don't know. Oh, um, fair enough. I, okay. I, I, I would assume that the solar renewable energy credits are available for creating the green power. Yeah. And whether you install it or a professional installs it probably matters less than how much power it's actually producing. Yeah, um, I'm trying to learn as much as I can yeah. about it because I know we're going to be inspecting these things mm -hmm. and it's new. So there's, there's a couple uh, organizations that if you really want to uh, kind of take a deep dive into solar, the Illinois Green Alliance, uh, which is the U.S. Green Building Council's Illinois chapter, uh, I'm on their programs committee. They got some great educational stuff coming out about solar. Uh, and the um, Elevate Energy is a nonprofit here in the Chicago market uh, nice. that does a lot of work in this space. So, so I, I would say that they, you know, go to their website and really there's a lot of resources there. We're going to find those links and we're going to post them up on our Facebook page. And same thing, Joey, if you got that chart you were talking about earlier about the uh, mortgage banking rates oh, going yeah. up and down, <laughs> yeah, let's just, post it just... up on our, our Facebook page, if you don't mind, all right? It'll be on yeah. this post for this for this live feed that we're doing right now. Yeah, and uh, I love the fact that we have Joey here too, because uh, Joey, I, the first thing I learned in real estate in 2003 is that all real estate math is monthly. So in other words, <laughs> everybody can afford a certain amount of money per month for their housing. They have a budget mm -hmm. of some kind, you know, whether whether it's going towards rent or going towards a mortgage is sort of irrelevant. Uh, it, it is relevant to the tax man, right? But not, not mm -hmm. relevant uh, to the cash flow. Uh, so at the end of the day, um, you know, interest rates are a huge factor in how people, much people, home people can afford. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I, I think that energy, to me, f plays the same function, right? If if you buy a house today and you reduce, you make insulation upgrades, you, you know, we we talk about um, when I'm when I'm working with clients who are buying regular. Chicago homes, which which I love. I, yeah. I I got into this business because I love Greystones and bungalows and and two flats. Um, we are unique here, aren't we? You know, Chicago is is really. Amazing. I I don't think any. I, I know plenty of people do, but I I don't think uh, the common brick is as celebrated as it should be as a building material. Right? And yeah. we in Chicago are so incredibly lucky to have uh, so many brick buildings that were built during the turn of the century. Um, and, you know, from, from an energy perspective, one of the challenges we have is our housing stock is older. I mean, a new home in the Chicago market is built in the 50s, 60s, 70s, right? Mm -hmm. A newer home. A lot of post-World War II homes. Yeah. And, and so in the, in the new construction space, we can do these net zero homes. And it's, it's really not that hard. And I recommend any builder out there who, who wants to learn how to do it, reach out to me. And I'm happy to, 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 to take you through one just so you see one. Um, but they, we are changing the way we're building new construction homes thanks to companies like Greenline. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased that we're getting to do that. Now we have to kind of look at deep energy retrofitting and how do we deal with this older infrastructure. What does that mean, deep energy retrofitting? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's new words, new buzzwords. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, you know, in the green world, right, right, right. we got deep energy retrofit uh, is effectively going into an existing building and trying to figure out a way to decarbonize it. So, we, you know, you, my house, big old prairie school house with leaded glass windows, leaks yeah. like a sieve. It's, a, it's living in a wood tent. Um, Been there. You know, gas bill is decent in that house. The carbon footprint's yeah. decent. Uh, to decarbonize that house is, is going to take a lot of thought and probably a lot more engineering than you would have to deal with in a new construction house because you have existing conditions to deal with. And then you're going to be changing the building sciences of the building. Oh, yeah. You know. Once that building's not leaky, right. you start getting moisture problems, air yeah. quality problems. And, and so, so you've really got to approach it from a holistic point of view to do it right. Right. Yeah, building science is not just one thing. No. You know, there, there's multiple facets that come in here, everything from air exchanges, the fuels that we use, the people that live in there, mm -hmm. you know, even steam room showers, everything else, and the usage of the humans that are in those buildings. It does make a huge difference and stuff. Um, I, I love everything you're talking about, and and I'm watching our time as we go by here, and I don't want to eat up the entire hour as much as I'm a passionate about solar panels. I, I want to more learn a little bit more on real estate and your team as well. What uh, what makes Wayne Beals and the and the Wayne Beals team? What makes you unique? Why why does somebody want to work with you? Yeah, I mm -hmm. mean, you know. I think that people pick a realtor by a few things. I, th I think I think the first thing they fit 
they, they, they pick a realtor from is, is sort of other people's experiences, right? And so I, I always tell people, you know, Google us, read our Google reviews, try to try to get to see who we are through our client size, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, what makes us really different, I think, is we, we generally approach the business uh, from the perspective that the, we're here to light up a room that is very dark. You know, as, as a buyer, as a seller, as a person who's doing both, as a developer, regardless of how what you're doing. You know, if you're, if you're selling your condo in Lincoln Park and buying a house in Arlington Heights, well, you know, that's, that's complicated. Right. There's there's the market in Lincoln Park is very different than the market in Arlington Heights. And so how you know, you got to find somebody who can find a way to navigate both those processes. So I bring it. uh, The analogy I use for my buyers is that, you know, we are all walking into a very dark room and I have a lantern and a flashlight. And it's my job to keep our immediate perimeter lit and understood so that you understand the risk you're taking and the direction you're going. And that flashlight I use to point the way forward and to give you your options. You know, no realtor in the world has the power to look at the entire market area no, in, 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 in one perspective, right? Yeah. So, so as somebody who's helping people navigate their way through the market, and you know, you never know where your clients are gonna wanna move. You never know where they're, you know, what investments they're gonna make. And so, so you have to be a good analyst. Uh, you have to be an economist. Uh, you have to understand homes a little bit. You have to uh, you have to be a good handyman because if you yeah. if you don't understand how a home is built, it's very tough to to sell homes. As a realtor, I think you should be understanding every single other professional that gets involved yeah. in a real estate transaction. You know, you should know what Joey's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you should realize what the market's doing, and then you should rely. And Joey, you tell me, it does. Do real estate agents rely on you to, you know, for like continuing education and and what you were talking about world events and how that's affecting our market? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, oh, I know the Chicago Association of Realtors. They uh, they work with different title companies to set up education seminars, and and one of the big ones that I take part in is uh, VA loan education. My, myself as a veteran, um, I know the first time I got a VA loan, I I. I had no idea because it was just something that, that was not common at that time. Mm-hmm. And now as we see more and more veterans come into the marketplace, more want VA loans, and there's a big education gap uh, that can lead to veterans being kind of ignored in the marketplace. However, mm-hmm. um, if I'm able to bridge that gap through education, um, I, I, I want to. I like holding seminars with realtors, teaching them like, you know, the ins and outs of the VA loan because it's a super, super, super easy loan. But it's also one that's incredibly easy to screw up if you're working with someone that doesn't do much VA. Um, in terms of the, the rate piece, I think that in general we have a pr- and I could be wrong. I feel like if you're in this industry, because a lot of realtors, they talk about rates uh, on social media, which, you know, um, hopefully they are reading the right things to make sure that they are giving the right information um, or at least talking to a lender before they say something. But uh, I, I think in general, when you're looking at what's going on in the world, you have an idea of where things are going, um, if you will. And I I, I do think that um, a lot of times people do reach out to me before they say something, before they put their foot in their mouth, you know, uh, when they're talking to their clients. So I just want to speak intelligently and accurately. And, absolutely. And I'm glad you're that source, you know. I try to be when I can be. I agree be. wholeheartedly that uh, the loan officer is incredibly important in a VA transaction. Oh, know? Wayne, come on. No, no, I, I, I the had, loan officer. You, you know, like oh, I have had so many. It's the many... home inspector, darn it. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, so, keep, so, I'm, I'm putting sorry, that one I'm in my cap, with Joey. I, I love that. That, <laughs> that feathers in my cap forever. I, yeah, you're both important. The show is now over. <laughs> no, no, that, 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 this was the home buyer's half hour. <laughs> No, no, the, the biggest, I've had a couple transactions recently, and they're new construction, and new construction is kind of its own animal, mm-hmm. and, and the VA has its own process for certifying builders and, you know, all this stuff. So, like, there's a termite new construction uh, thing that, that lenders need that nobody knows about until, like, the day of closing. I mean, it's really, like, there's a lot of pitfalls 
Um, well, and, I want to learn about that. That's interesting. Well, dude, you're going to have to ask Joey, but I, I, I have witnessed it on yeah. my side three or four times now and had, you know, like different levels of scramble at the end. Joey, of the is, he talking <laughs> a, is he talking about the NPM 833 form? That, that's certainly one of them. That, that little termite inspection, that one, Matt, or pest I, inspection, I should say, that matters. Yeah. So, it, it always gets looked over so almost like, every uh, single time. With, with new construction, they they uh, they require the VA, uh, the the builder to certify there's some kind of barrier installed. The subterranean, you know, right? Yep. Yeah, and 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 so really even like here this, in Chicago, and this document oh, will yeah. stop your closing dead. No oh, boy, <laughs> so, it sure will. So so we and and of course you know nobody um, really thinks to ask of it until the loan's clear to close. Yeah, except for that document because it comes up as a final condition. And oh, then yeah. there's, we, there's sort of this internal builder scramble to try to figure out what they're certifying and how they're going to prove it and, and, you know, all these different things. What so, if they don't put a termite shield on or something? And the deal does not move forward. You're going to have a and, problem. And I would say any builder who's building a, a reasonable quality home, even if they're not doing it as a termite shield, they're installing uh, the, the same system, this aluminum flashing. Right. right? For right. other reasons, right? For water reasons or, or, or other things. We don't, I don't see it that much. The... Um, I yeah. I mean, I've been down in the southern states in Louisiana and Florida, and I, you know, just, again, I'm a nerd. Well, so, so, so I've seen them there. I'm going to give you my limited understanding of, of what this barrier is, and, yeah. and then somebody can correct me out there, I'm sure, in, in the world. Uh, but, Welcome you know, to the whack-a-mole machine. Right, right. Yeah. The, you know, you got a, you got a foundation wall made out of concrete, typically, in our market area. Yeah. You've got a uh, a gasket for all the, a foam layer, which is an air sealer that right. goes between that and the... The sill seal. Uh, the sill, right. right. And if you're doing a really good job, you have a, a moisture barrier that prevents capillary action between the concrete and the wood. In other words, your wood won't absorb moisture from concrete, which is really good at retaining moisture. Mm-hmm. And and if you're doing your job there, you're going to install some sort of metal between those two surfaces with the gasketing in there, right, and caulking in there. So that yeah. basically any subterranean insects as well have to cross that metal barrier which is unlikely. i'm going to tell you how excited i'm going to be i'm going to be giddy if i ever run into one <laughs> like that where we come in there no that's fantastic and um you know and, and like i said i could talk about this stuff all day long but i want to get back to you wing mm-hmm. um so you know people that come and get you you know it's because you're well familiar with the neighborhood and, and i'm surmising a little bit what you're saying so correct me if i'm wrong um, you find out the client's needs and wants, mm-hmm. and then you try to guide them in the direction or the location to where they're going to feel at home mm-hmm. and help them find the house that they want to find, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say my average client, if, I, if I'm working with a home, let, let's say somebody who's selling and buying. Okay. They kind of know where they want to go. Usually the, 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 the impetus to do that's being driven by relatives or school district or proximity to transit. or There's something that's kind of driving. Those their, are big drivers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I kind of show up to the party and they, they say, well, Wayne, you know, we want to move to Itasca. Right. And Wayne may never have done a transaction in Itasca, but they trust me to help sell their home and they want my help in, in finding a home in Itasca. And, and I have to do some homework and work real hard to try to interminate, you know, find the data, help evaluate the data so that I can present it to my client in a way that's meaningful for them. So, you know, where are the school districts? Uh, how much home they can afford? What are the property taxes? What do you get for those taxes? Uh, what kind of homes are there? You know, I mean, how big are the homes? Do they meet their layout needs? Floodplains, you name it. There's you learn a big a lot, list. Right? And, and the suburbs, are, you know, they're all little municipal governments, right? So they all have their own thing. They have village inspections. And, you know, so, so, so as, a, as a realtor, it's your job to, again, I, I go back to my analogy. I've got the lantern yeah. and we're walking through this room, but I've also got the flashlight so I've the whole time we're in this transaction, I can't light up the whole room, but I've got to be looking around my flashlight as much as I can trying to figure out the way forward. I so. like that. No, I really like that analogy a lot yeah. and stuff. So you, you do have trusted business partners. Yes or no? I do. You yes. do. Mm-hmm. What to you, what makes a good trusted business partner for you? You know, I think we have to share the same value set. I, I you know, I, I really... And what is your values? So, so number Value one, uh, it's not our transaction; it's the client's transaction. I like that. So, so like just starting there, if if this property makes money, it's my client's money. If it loses money, 
It's my client's money. Uh, I don't own it. I don't write those mortgage checks after closing. And so it's my client's transaction. And it's my job to give them information. Um, if they want my opinion or advice, I'm, I'm very happy to opine. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I, I'm also not trying to steer them. Because, you know, your client's got to decide where they want to live, what they want to live in, and what's right for their family. Um, so I let them guide the way, and I try to interpret the areas that they're looking at or the type of market they're looking at in a way that is objective and, and data-based. Because that's really why they're hiring me. They're not hiring me because I can know a good neighborhood when I smell it. Right. That's not. A no, thing, no, I you get know? you. So, so I, I, the neighborhoods are very much fact based and they're, they're built on facts, figures, numbers. But they also change. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, neighborhoods and, mm -hmm. and school districts and everything mm -hmm. else, the desirability, if mm -hmm. that's even a word, um, that all changes. Yeah. Sometimes you know? overnight. Sometimes yeah. overnight. You're talking about Woodlawn. Yeah, that was a neighborhood I, I was very afraid to go into. Yeah, you know, but they, there were there were times in many neighborhoods, like I would say almost any neighborhood in Chicago, yeah. like inside the city, uh, has had its ups and downs, you know, mm -hmm. for various different reasons. Um, you know, Woodlawn has had a lot of disinvestment, a lot of, you know, just sy systemic neglect in the system. Um, and... You know, now there's a lot of interest and reinvestment happening in the community. And, and a lot of people want to point towards the Obama library. And, and I believe that's very important to Woodlawn's future. But at the same time, I don't think that's what's really causing the change. I think what's causing the change is people's need for high quality housing along the lakefront and the investments that have been made in Woodlawn. You know, we've got a University of Chicago The location school. is amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, if you live in Woodlawn, uh, U of C has a charter school that educates uh, sixth through twelfth graders, and it's it's a charter. It's not a tuition-based school. Mm -hmm. Your kid will get a University of Chicago education that's if you amazing. live in certain parts of Woodlawn. Yeah, you that's know, pretty cool. That that is, um, you know, as a parent, I can tell you that's a huge draw. It is a huge draw. Yeah. You, you know, you mentioned earlier that you want to leave this earth better, you know, for your children. Yeah. Then for you, what better way than we could to get them the best education possible so they can also make their own future? Yeah, I, yeah. I uh, you know, I, I learned a lot about regret from, you know, the people that have kind of preceded me in life. Right. And, yeah. and, I, and I and I try to make sure that the lens I'm always wearing professionally is one that I'm proud to wear when I'm done with my career and my kids yeah. are older and operating in the same world that I have to operate in, you know. For those that aren't watching this right now on, on our Facebook live feed, I'm looking at Wayne and you got to see the sincerity in his eyes. It's just amazing. Well, I mean, and, we all, we all yeah. love our kids, right? And, Absolutely. And, and, I, and I, I tell people that, you know, it's, it's, not, uh, you know, it's not, not something to be ashamed of. You should always love your kids. But at the same time, you got to look out for the reality. You know, don't believe the politics of, um, of things. Look at what's actually happening in the world. Yeah. Decide for yourself. And don't listen to somebody else. Freedom of right. choice. But that's get right. yourself educated. Don't make flippant choices either. That's right. You know, and that's why you surround yourself with decent professionals and stuff. Um, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to switch a little bit. My brain, um, my brain just locked up on me. So I wanted to go back to Joey real quick. And Joey, I know you talked about, you know, VA mortgage and it's kind of a specialty to you. Mm -hmm. You don't, just tell me, what other types of mortgages or loans do you do? Is it only VA? No, and I, I mean, already know the answer. I'm sorry. You, do, yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's, I mean, we're, we're we're a retail residential lender across all 50 states, so we do all all the types of mortgages: FHA, VA, jumbo, conventional, um, really anything. Yeah, I've, I've done a bunch of USDA in Southern Illinois. You know, so is that the farm it, stuff? Oh yeah. Well, okay. I, I don't want to call it the farm stuff. Um, rural. We'll call rural. it rural, rural, rural. Yeah, exactly. No, for it's it, it's just, uh, and that that's one that is. I would say the the trickiest one, the one that is probably even easier than VA to screw up. So you really have to work with people that are doing the research. They're making sure that they're not putting you in a bad spot. And I I hate saying putting you in a bad spot, but they're not they're not overlooking anything that is going to negatively affect your experience. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to upfront look at the requirements of the loan that you're going to be writing and what you're getting from the borrower. Like I, 
I'm a huge client advocate, but I'm also the guy who's on my borrower's butts to get me the things that I need is like immediately, right? Because I want to be ahead of anything that could potentially come up. If I'm doing a VA loan, I want to make sure that I'm pulling a certificate of eligibility before I issue a pre-approval. So I want your DD-214, your career retirement credit report if you're a reserve. Um, if you ever got a Purple Heart, I'd like to know that because then you can not pay a funding fee. And that's a big deal. Or if you collect disability from uh, from the VA. I mean, there's just uh, I there's bet you so there's many... a lot of veterans that don't know that. Oh, absolutely. No. And, and the other thing, too, that, that a lot of I'm noticing, I'm realizing a lot, especially in the mortgage industry, is the people that don't write a lot of VA don't realize that the VA, if you don't have if you have your full entitlement available, you could literally buy anything you want for with no down payment up to four units. <laughs> um, you, a three million dollar house, no down payment. You can do that. Wow. That's it, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's something that has been available since July 2019 uh, with the Blue Water Navy, uh, Blue Water Navy bill and so many lenders i see it on facebook facebook is a land of disinformation it's crazy <laughs> i see it all the time like oh no you can only go up to the county loan limit blah, blah blah and that's only true if there is a veteran has entitlement wrapped up in another property and then we just calculate how much you could still buy without a down payment and if you go over that amount uh how much down payment you would need it's um yeah it's it's a huge benefit for for veterans that are you know they, they they've done really well it, after their military career and they don't want to make a down payment because it's a great time to invest in the market you got to buy low right um and i'm talking I, about stocks I, I honestly think like jerry one of the the biggest advantages veterans have in the market right now is that two to four unit space oh like, my god yeah. being able to buy a two to four unit building with no money down versus mm -hmm. the other people in the, your competitors in the market if you're using fha it's what like three uh, three and a half three and a half but but the loan limit's only a 535 right so so oh, yeah. a lot of chicago's market these two flats are like they're effectively a hundred two hundred thousand dollar down payment loans because of the loan limit and then mm -hmm. conventional you know you got 15 percent effectively yeah, out 15 there. 20 25 <laughs> depending on fanny freddie and how many right. units so when i put a two flat on the market or a three flat or four flat i mean generally speaking there's a lot of interest in these properties right now so absolutely if you, if you guys have one to sell please call me at <laughs> 3257 he doesn't just do green he's a... <laughs> the, 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 these, these two to four units right now are really high demand and and one of the the, the people that can compete the best on them is veterans because yeah. you know not everybody has a hundred thousand dollars to put as a down payment from right. from the sale of mm -hmm. another property or something and and so the VA entitlements I think are huge for that so absolutely. let me throw another thing out for you too I, I'm curious on both of yours opinion on this you know right now our housing market is so limited it, it's just not a lot of houses for sale I mean I, I don't know when it was this slow I know I've been doing this since '93 and I don't think it ever has been you know, this tight of a market in the past. I've seen and heard, you know, through the magic of the book of face, um, that people are buying more depressed properties and they're getting mortgages where they're doing rehab stuff. Joey, do you have products like that as well? I, I apologize. I just uh, I just got pulled away for a second. You, you no, can't that's all right. that. <laughs> yeah, products about buying a house and then fixing it up. You know, a way to get around the depressed. I know these two flights at Wayne and three flights that Wayne was talking about. And, and let's go back to Woodlawn again. You know, there's a lot of depressed housing in there that is still beautiful homes. Mm -hmm. You know, when you start talking about those gray stones, they're all over the place in there. And you could fix those things up. Um, do you offer mortgages like that? Yeah, so there's there there are rehab loans and construction loans, right? So the rehab loans, um, they're generally going to be up to a certain dollar amount. But if you do a construction loan, that's really going in. You could buy the house as part of the construction and then finance the cost of the construction. It's just uh, it's a it's a matter of getting the builder approved, the GC approved, things of that nature. And we have a construction and rehab team that we actually send those loans out to at the bank um, because it's a very niche product. So you. I have uh, only done a few of them and I realized just how niche it was. And I was like, okay, this is always going to our construction team because they do that 24 seven. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to rehab and construction, there's absolutely products to get that done. And uh, yeah, I, I refer you to a professional construction and rehab banker on those. And Wayne, what do you see as the pitfalls and the, the upside downside? You know, whenever you're a buyer using a construction loan, um, you're at a disadvantage to really? a cash buyer interesting right like in the current market you know there's cash buyers who are really like very uncomplicated they'll close tomorrow 
Uh, the sellers are, you know, fit a different variety, right? Like you got some investor sellers that have just been sitting on a building. You've got people who've just depreciated a building, maybe not cared for it as well as they should have. You, you, you've got banks that have forgotten about buildings that now put them on the market, right? That's so, amazing. So there, 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 there's all kinds of, there's tax buyers who sit on assets and, and put them on the market. Right. So, so at the end of the day, there's a lot of sources of distressed inventory. And depending on the motivations of the seller, they're either going to want top dollar, which they'll get typically from a, a financed buyer, from somebody doing a construction loan or a 203K or a Fannie Mae home style. Um, but most sellers of distressed property prefer certainty because construction loans can take 60 days to close. Uh, okay. So you really have to have a great lender who, to handle, like a specialist team like, like uh, uh, what you're talking about here. To, who does niche products like that so they get through it without obstacles as fast as possible and they keep you prepared because there's a lot of that flashlight I was talking about in the room. Yeah. The construction loan flashlight is much higher lumen rating. Need to see more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're we're trying to look much more carefully at the next steps yeah. because there's so much I mean there's there's spec reports and all these different things that need to be done along the way. So so I I say that uh, construction loans are really good for people refinancing. So acquire the home as simply as possible. Okay. So if you can buy it with this a conventional loan, yeah. buy cash. it, and then call Joey up and say, Joey, thanks for funding my loan. I own the house now. Let's refi into a construction loan. <laughs> you get rid of all the competition real quick that's that right. way. I mean, that, that's the way to gain advantage. But but the, the reality is that, um, you know, a lot of people are choosing to do that right now because the market is so slim. Yeah. Uh, but it is also slim pickings on the properties that need work. So it is slim picking. It's everywhere. Everywhere. That's interesting. Yeah. And not just because, you know, I think a lot of people say, wow, you know, there's all these distressed properties. Gee, shouldn't these be cheap? And I'm like, well, you try to convince somebody who bought a building for nothing 10 yeah. years ago, paying the taxes at $300 a year, keeping it boarded up. Yeah. Oh, just sell it to me for $30,000. Yeah. Right. They've been fighting the city. They've been in there dealing with this property, acting as its receiver for maybe a decade or two. They're getting off the elevator at the top floor. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to let you push the button. There's nothing wrong up. with that. Right. Well, mm -hmm. the, the challenge of it is, is if they're responsible property owners, they keep the property secure. They, if there it's vacant land, they keep the vacant land clean. They keep the lots mowed. Yeah. You know, but you had to have a lot of uh, you know investors that just shouldn't be owning assets sitting out there. And then so it's my my job to try to identify those assets and shake them loose from the tree so that they can I fall like into that. the hands of one of my developers and we can yeah. get it done. And there's good and just like we said before there's good and bad and everywhere yeah, and how do I identify that is is the real key. And, and as, as arrogant as it sounds that's why you're here. You know, we don't we don't want to bring people on to the show that we think are going to be misleading or forcing, you know, forcing somebody to buy something that they're not comfortable in buying. Mm. You know, we, mm. we want we only want people that believe in the freedom of choice and they just need coaching. They need guiding. And and there's a lot of information in buying a house. It's mm. not like, you know, what last week we were talking about single ply toilet paper and and good toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about buying toilet paper. There's a lot more stuff yeah. that we need to know on these sort of things. Um, Joey, tell me one person on your team. Give me, let's give them a little shout out. All right. Give me one person on your team who you think is special and tell me why they're special. And I'm sorry uh, to get you prepared for this. So go. No, this is, this is actually super easy. Thankfully. Um, I have a main assistant that I work with Christian Fluger. He is the backbone of, uh, my files right so like right now i have whenever whenever we do this show i have all my calls forwarded to him um he is getting disclosures out he's you know collecting conditions him him, him and my my processor omira they are a amazing tag team that makes sure that everything on my files goes smoothly um it is wonderful being able to present options to borrowers knowing that we can close quickly because i have the support behind me that that I need to be able to do that. So Christian, and I got to throw Myra out there too. She's amazing. I love it. And give me the contact information for you again. For me, it is my cell phone, 630-235-2405. And, and now I'm going to throw Instagram out there. Now that Wayne does, <laughs> you know, I'm learning things today. Joey W. Matthews, all one goofy word. And with one T. That part with I remember. T. With and one T, and we won't say why anymore. Nope. 
Well, it's <laughs> it's just to short it up because you don't feel like typing. I know the truth. <laughs> and Wayne, I'm going to put you on the spot as well. Give me one person on your team. Give me oh, a shout man. out. You're trying to get me in trouble. I am um, not. So, no, so I, I, everybody on my team is fabulous. Uh, I, I will give a, I will pick this person by the person that puts up with the most uh, chaos, and that, that's Sarah. Okay. Uh, Sarah Lira, my, my assistant. She's a licensed broker assistant, and, um, you know, when something starts going sideways, she's the early warning system, and nice. uh, I start getting screenshots by text message, and, and I'm able to usually intervene. And prevent the uh, the entire ship from rolling. So outstanding. And give us your contact information again. Yeah, my, my best number is three one two seven seven Beals or three one two seven seven two three two five seven. And it. Instagram handles at Wayne Beals. I love it. And how long have you been doing this again? So two thousand three, I got into the business. I was a landlord before that. And um, and what made you come into the business? You know, I, I, I worked, uh, I, was, I was running a, a, some health clubs, doing okay, you know, had a, had a good job, but I started to realize that, uh, you know, I didn't like having a boss. I wasn't a very good employee. Yeah, I, I, that's I, fair. Yeah, I, did, I worked hard, but, but I, didn't, uh, I didn't love what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, I was having a lot of fun in real estate as a landlord, and, and I always wanted to go inside every Chicago home, and now I've... I've been inside thousands and thousands and thousands of homes in Chicago, and, and so I feel like I've met my experience requirement in life. And it seems like you and I have that same desire about the Chicago architecture, and I know we talked about leaded glass windows and things like that. Um, so I'm going to take my turn as it is here, and I'm gonna, before that, I'm going to do a shout-out. We're missing Vince today, so Vince Arricchio of Arricchio Law Offices. His phone number is 312 two six three zero zero one zero and our company is chicagoland home inspectors and our website is www.thehomeinspectors and that's plural o-r-s and it's a dot com and our phone number is three one two five four four nine one eight zero and one more time around the horn joey i always like to finish up with the same question for everybody and we only got about a minute left um Word of advice, something new, something different, new mortgage broker, you know, what's going to make them successful? Guidelines, guidelines, guidelines. Uh, it, it's, it, it, I'll call it education, though. You, you have to stay up to date on your guidelines or you will, you will screw something up. And as soon as your reputation has gone, so is your business. Exactly. And, and for me, it's always reputation, reputation, reputation. I saw a new thing somebody put up there. And they said that the more you know is the more you're worth. And I really like that a lot, you know. Wayne, same question. You know, new real estate agent, give them, you know, one thing to focus on to make them successful. Always be kind. If it's your I opponent, like if it's your client, it's your customer, doesn't matter. Pick the kind thing and no. you can't go wrong. You know, you know and then I'm going to add on to that. You know, if you make somebody angry, angry people do angry things and That's nobody right. ever wins. Nobody wins. You Once know, people get mad, nobody wins. Yeah, nobody wins at all. And, and same thing on the home inspection front. Anybody who's interested in becoming a home inspector, we do have um, a training class coming up at Joliet Junior College. Um, and that starts up in a few weeks. And then other than that, I think we're almost out of time right here. And I want to give another thank you to um, Devin Tingle. He's our producer here in the show. A special thank you to Wayne and Joey for being here. And Vince, we miss you. And thank you for listening to the Home Buyers Hour. And this is Charlie Belfontaine. And hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.